So, uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately, according to God's plan, we were not with you last week. We were in the hospital with Taylor up at Children's Hospital in Atlanta, working on trying to have Hashem give us some answers and direction for epilepsy and seizures and things like that. So we felt and appreciate your prayers that were with us there and would would covet them on an ongoing basis as we're figuring out um, what, what, why this is, what this is, what it means, what it's for, because everything God does is with a purpose. We don't have to, we don't have to doubt that. But before I left, we were talking about the book of, in Hebrew please, Maaseh Lichim. The works of the sent ones, the, the doing things of the sent ones, right? And we had we we've gotten into that. Is is anyone is anyone getting anything out of this looking into the book of Acts? Are we are we are we doing okay with this? Okay, good, 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 good. I'm I'm getting a lot out of it. It's just a matter of whether or not I can transfer it to you. So I can get it I can get things out of it all day long. If you're not, it doesn't really serve the purpose very well. But we've been spending weeks in chapter one. We're finally moving into chapter two, which is one of, if not the biggest chapters of the book of Acts, right? Because we are we are introduced most formally to what? The Ruach HaKodesh, right? But there's a lot of important chapters in Acts. Of course, 2 is a biggie. 10 is a biggie where we meet Cornelius. 15 is a biggie where we have uh, the Jerusalem Council. And then everything that Paul has going on, the whole book is big. But 2 is very big. And it begins with this. When the day of Shavuot had come, they were all together in one place. Now, I want to welcome you to the Messianic Jewish Rabbi's Playground with that verse. There is so much room, there's so many connections, there's so many things that I could take that Shavuot and the giving of the Spirit is is coinciding with the giving of the Torah and these beautiful connections back to Mount Sinai and Messianic congregations who, who love Yeshua and love Torah. That's like what we're about. And so they're in Acts on Shavuot, Yeshua, Torah, all this beauty, but, but that's way too easy. There's so much that's been said about that. And I will say something about it, but not today. That's the easier starting place. So of course, like everything I do, I want to make it difficult because there's journey. When we we look at things deeper than just the surface, the, the Shavuot connections, it's so important, it's so good, it's so fun, it's so deep, and Luke, really, really God, but through Luke has these significant connections there. Torah and Spirit, Shavuot, Pentecost. But there's another connection that's happening there that is where I want to focus my attention today. Your attention. My attention's been focused there for a long time. There's a different connection. There's a connection more basic. Something that Luke wants to point out. Something that we need to know. And something we need to think about. We need to see it, first of all. And we need to think about it for then and now. And it's a, it's a, it's a prophetic connection. 
from the first Redeemer to the second, or you could say last Redeemer. Who is the first Redeemer? Moses. And the last? Of course. Do you know that there's a really significant connection going on here in this story between the first and the last Redeemer? Well, we're going to look at it. Because prophetically, from Moshe to Yeshua, we see such an incredible prophetic reality of God's Word. And I love to find those connections. Sometimes they're abused, like people take these weird things and connect them together and they don't make sense at all. This does, and it's very powerful. And so we're going to start there. The main character. We've talked up to this point about the purposes in Acts. Luke's purposes. We talked about the pairing. We talked about the promise. We talked about the players. And we talk now today about the power. And the power is clearly the Ruach. And there are more purposes. Luke has a number. Of, I don't know all the reasons that Luke wrote the book of Acts, but these four are big ones. And the main character is not Peter, and it's not Paul. It's God, as it has always been. It was, it is, and it will be. But it's seeing God in a very particular and Jewish way that we need to see Him, and that is through agency. God working in the world through an agent. And that is our main character of sorts in the book of Acts that we really meet in chapter 1. The pouring out of the Spirit is taking place now in chapter 2, but we've already met the Ruach. Luke's fourth purpose and the power is expanding this story to introduce us to it. The prevalence of the Spirit for Luke the book of Mark uses the Spirit six times. Matthew, 12 times. John, 15 times. Luke in his Gospel, 17 times. We hear of the Holy Spirit. And then the book of Acts begins. And we're first introduced to the Ruach HaKodesh in chapter 1, verse 2. And then 56 additional times in the book of Acts, we hear of the work of the Ruach HaKodesh. 57 times, it's a big deal for Luke. It's a big deal for us. It's interesting, in another commentary, and I actually counted through when I saw this, because another commentary mentioned that it was mentioned 40 times. It's a big difference between 40 and 57, so I counted through, and I counted 57 times. And what was my conclusion? We can't even agree to count properly in religious circles. Like, we have to disagree about how to count. Kidding. It's rare to find a chapter where we don't find the Spirit busy in Acts. Why? Why is this so important? First and foremost, it was promised. Who gave the promise of the Ruach HaKodesh? Yeshua. If the Ruach HaKodesh does not come, we have a major problem. Because Yeshua said it would come. So first of all, we've got to see it come, we've got to receive it, and then we need to understand and know. So Acts 1.4, the Spirit is part of the promise. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. And what did the Father promise? Yeshua said it in a very 
agent, a very shaliach way, because we understand that Yeshua is the shaliach of the Most High. He's the sent one. He's the one representing the fullness of deity. But he's speaking on behalf of the Father. And he says, I will ask my Father, and he will send you, he will send you the Ruach HaKodesh in my name. That's important. Remember that. He, he will send it in my name. Even in that, Yeshua never, never usurped. Even in that, where everyone, you know, imagines Yeshua like pouring out the Holy Spirit and Yeshua's doing this and Yeshua's doing that, Yeshua said, I'll ask my Father and he'll send it in my name. Remember it. The Holy Spirit, though, is always there at the beginning of something. Big things begin with the Ruach HaKodesh. I take you back to the book of Bereshit, remember? Chapter 1. What was over the water? The Spirit was over the water. The beginning of the world. <clears throat> In Luke 1.35, the angels having a conversation with Miriam. The angel responded, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and what? And you will conceive, and you will give birth. What is the beginning of Yeshua's life? An interaction with the Ruach HaKodesh. Luke 3.22, the beginning of the redemption, the beginning of the messianic process. What happens in the Jordan River? I looked and behold, a, a dove descended and it was, the, it, was, it was representative of what? The Ruach HaKodesh. And what was the Jordan River? It was the sending out of Yeshua. That's where His mission officially began. What was there? The Ruach HaKodesh. He sent out into the wilderness to begin the temptation to prove something. What sends Him out? The Ruach HaKodesh. The Ruach HaKodesh was the power for Yeshua. Well, I don't... What are you talking about? He was God Himself. He did... Yeshua received the Ruach HaKodesh and it was His power. And that's in the text. Luke 3.16. John says, I immerse in water. He will immerse you in what? The Ruach HaKodesh and fire. Right? So He... he, he the Spirit descended on him like a dove. The Spirit led him into the wilderness. And Yeshua himself declares, the Spirit of the Lord, quoting Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me. He has covered me. He has, he has literally smeared the Ruach HaKodesh upon me. I'm anointed like a king being anointed with oil. And the Ruach HaKodesh will be the power for the community of Messiah that we're meeting in the book of Acts. There is a consistent theme of God working through agency in the Bible. In and from creation, we've looked previously at the Logos, right? The Word. The Word. And we've seen interactions of the Logos. We looked at that in our Messiah Before the Foundation series. So in and from creation, we've seen the Logos. We've seen God working in the world through an agent. In and from Egypt, we saw God working in the world through an agent. Moshe, not a divine agent, right? But still, an agent. God sent him there. Nevertheless, 
Whether he is a divine agent is insignificant in this because how was Moses doing what he did? By the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. Moses had the Holy Spirit, that Old Testament, that mean old Old Testament God gave Moses the Holy Spirit. He most certainly did. And we know that because we just recently read it. Numbers 11. I will come down and speak with you. Hashem is speaking to God. I I mean to Moses. I will come down and speak with you there and I will take some of the power of the Spirit that is on you and put it on them. Who is them? The 70 elders. And they will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Yes, without a doubt, 100%, the first Redeemer, Moshe Rabbeinu, our teacher, had a filling of the Ruach HaKodesh. And here's a trick question. I've come to the point where I just won't, I'm not going to ask you any questions anymore. I'm just going to, I am, but I'm going to tell you up front it's a trick question so that you'll not be so that you'll know that because like now I've used so much sarcasm that when I ask a question, people are like, <laughs> this is a trick question. Who led Israel out of Egypt? Who? <clears throat> Someone said Moses. Someone said That, that, these are good answers. Who's, who's right hand? Ways, it's an Israeli company. <laughs> Exodus 6, book of Shemot. Therefore say to the Israelites, Moses, I want you to say this to the Israelites. I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched hand and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Who led them out of Egypt? God? That's right. Moses? That's right. Why? Because Moses was God's agent. Moses spoke for God. The text in Exodus, and I can't remember the chapter, even says when Aaron and where is the chapter? Four, Exodus four. You will be like gods to them. Moses is filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and he is speaking on behalf of God. So if you said Moses, you're right. If you said God, you're right. They're working together. Obviously, they're not on equal footing. Moses is doing what God says, and when he didn't do what God said, things didn't go well. That's part of being a shaliach. That's part of why Yeshua is the perfect shaliach. Because I don't do anything except what my father said, right? He says that. But why? He had the Holy Spirit. Why is that important for our story? Well, the Holy Spirit equals, as I've said, power. But the Holy Spirit equals something else. 
Within power, in so many cases it's been corrupted, power equates to authority. So Moses had power from the Ruach HaKodesh. She had God's authority. And he had so much of the Ruach HaKodesh that it could be shared. Have you ever thought about that? That's weird. What happens there in Numbers 11 is a strange thing. Like, I'll take some of the Spirit that's on you and give it to them. Why? God, if anyone is overflowing with, the, with access to the Ruach HaKodesh, clearly it is Hashem, right? Why couldn't He just give it to them straight? Why would He take it from Moses? It's important. For by the power of the Spirit, Moses spoke for God. The elders in Israel, now you got to track with me here because we're going to use the transitive property. Who remembers the transitive property from I don't either. I think this Sharon, of course, is the only one. It's okay, Sharon, you can give an explanation later. This is important. Why did God take from Moses? Why didn't he just take it from himself? Because by the power of the Spirit, Moses spoke for God. The elders in Israel, the 70 who received the power from Moses, albeit for a limited time, they spoke through the Ruach HaKodesh. They spoke in the authority of Moses who spoke in the authority of God. Transitive property. Does that work, Sharon? I hope it does. Okay, there it is. I knew it! And by the transitive property. The ones anointed by the Holy Spirit, taken from Moses, they spoke with the authority of God by the transitive property. Moshe's fullness of the Spirit, however, was in no way diminished. So why did God take from Moses? Why not just giving it? There was, I was reading a Chabad article recently, and it said, said this, everything the Torah tells us about Moses is a lesson in Jewish leadership. In the Midrash, Ecclesiastes Rabbah, the latter Redeemer, this is Messiah, the latter Redeemer will be like the first Redeemer. Now just stick with me, we'll get it put together. Why did it happen that way? Why did God take from Moses, give to the elders? I believe that it points to our story in Acts. I believe that it is a beautiful and prophetic connection for the prophet as unto Moses, the one who would come and you should listen to him. That's what it says in Deuteronomy 18. I believe this points in God through Luke, inspired by the Ruach HaKodesh, Luke, is writing these details of Pentecost, of Shavuot, or the pouring of the Spirit. He's showing the readers who are in tune the beautifully prophetic plan. The source of the apostles' power is the Ruach HaKodesh. Through Yeshua, from God, they spoke with the authority of God by the transitive property. Authority is important for Luke's readers. You had Jewish authority, you had Greek authority, you had Roman authority, you had your wife's authority. Oh wait, that's something else. 
The power and the authority of the apostles mattered for the Acts story. The Shlichim, the things that these guys did, the sent ones, how did they do it? Where did they get their authority? How can they be looked upon as authorities? I don't know these people, they're saying. Well, now all of a sudden, something happens in Acts chapter 2. They were gathered in one place. Was this a new thing happening for Luke? Would he have been surprised, amazed that the Holy Spirit was being shared among the followers of Yeshua? Not exactly. Luke knew the story of Israel very well. He knew the Torah. He knew Numbers 11. He knew Moses. He knew the prophet that is like unto Moses. This was happening But it's nothing other than the prophetic realization of what Moshe had prophesied. That the first Redeemer, that the last Redeemer would be like the first. And so, this authority that Yeshua has been given, Luke knew the promise of Yeshua and how it connected with the story of Moses. And his authority, Yeshua's authority, from God passing to the elders or to the apostles, which were like the elders. You, Luke knew these apostles are the recipients of this power, which is not something new, but it's a power, there is a new and powerful aspect to it that's about to happen. Something certainly is different, but it's not totally unique. And the people in Jerusalem, other than the few who thought it was too much wine, they knew something was up. They knew something significant was happening here. Power, visible power from heaven in the name, not of Moses this time, in whose name? In the name of Yeshua. I will ask the Father and He will send you the, the power, the Ruach HaKodesh in my name. And they're watching this happen. And they're connecting it and Luke's connecting it. Because it's falling on all of them. These players who had been promised the power, God is at work again in Jerusalem. The guys who walked with Him, followed Him, who believed in Him. They had been given through, through Yeshua, the authority of heaven. It was real, it was undeniable, and they had the power. And this transfer of authority was important. But there's more. And this is where it gets new and exciting. The extension, the encore, the, the extra. Luke's most important story is yet to be told regarding the Spirit. We saw a a connection here between Moses and the elders, Yeshua and the the apostles, but there's something more. A couple of weeks ago, I told you that the apostles were special, that they they had a unique connection to Yeshua. They had a unique connection to the Ruach HaKodesh. They had a unique ability to do certain things that sometimes people want to abuse and lay claim to authority that they don't necessarily have the right to just because it's in the Bible. Now here's the problem, and I've thought about this since then a couple of times. In absolutely no way did I or do I intend to suggest that we do not have an awesome amount 
of power and connection with the Ruach HaKodesh within us. We have that. Because if Yeshua is the final Redeemer, He should take Moses' awesomeness and make it even awesomer for us. And He will, and He did, and He does. But Moses said something interesting in the Torah story we're looking at. First off, this detail. Verse 25, back in chapter 11. He took some of the Ruach that was on Him. This is God, Moses, and the elders. God took some of the Spirit that was on Him, Moses, and placed it on each of the 70 elders. It so happened that when the Ruach first rested on them, they prophesied. And how does it end? But never again. And then in verse 27, a young man ran and told Moshe and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses since his youth, cried out and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. You remember Moses' response? But Moses said to him, are you jealous on my behalf? If only Adonai would make all the people prophets. If only Adonai would put the Spirit on all of them. Then Moses and the elders returned to the camp. In other words, that was that. They prophesied, but never again. If only He would. If only He would. If only He would put His Spirit on all of them. Jumping forward to Acts 2, and our, one of our main players, the rock, Kepha, stands up after this is happening in Jerusalem in Acts 2, and he says this, paraphrasing. He says, it's not wine. It's power. It's power from heaven. I have it. You can have it. There's something amazing going on before your eyes. What God did for Moses and the elders, that was awesome. This thing, the Father through the Son to you, is awesomer. This is Joel, Peter said. And he began to quote the book of Joel, chapter 2. That never again thing for the 70 in Israel, brothers, remember that? They prophesied, but never again. You remember that, brothers, he's saying? That was then. They went back to the camp. We're here now, and power is coming from heaven, and we're taking it out. We're not going back to the camp. We're going out. We've been given power and authority in the name of Yeshua. It's not 70. It's 12. It's 70. It's 120. It's 3,000. It's everybody. Do you realize what's happening here, guys? Still Peter. We are Talmudim, but now we have become like receiving this. We have also become Shlichim. You guys, from all over the world, you've come and look what's happening here. Because we've been given the power of the Spirit, 
by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'll talk about that another time. Maybe not in the way you might think I would. But we have received the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. We too become shlichim to take the power out. So here's what happens. For Luke, Acts is the continuation of the story. What Moses told Joshua, that his desire that all Israel would prophesy, the second Redeemer made it happen. Everything we learn about the first Redeemer is a lesson in Jewish leadership. The first Redeemer is like the second. And here it is. And all Israel can receive the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. And it will go beyond Israel. And that's the theme that, Joel spend, I mean, that Luke spends so much time developing in Acts. All flesh, all Israel can have the Spirit, which is great for Israel. But Luke's not just about Israel. Luke's about the world, about Gentiles. And so much of the book is about the reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles. And for Luke, the miracle of the story and the theme of Acts is certainly to show that while the Spirit in being poured out is not new, it's being done in a powerfully new way for all of the world to partake in. But I want to say this, that in no way is the undoing of Israel. It is not the creation of the church. It is not the termination of of Moses. It is not the death of Messiah. But it is the expansion of the prophetic promise made in the Torah, realized prophesied through the prophets, realized in Messiah, and becoming a reality for all of us in the coming kingdom. Now, I want you to notice something, and I can't believe I never saw this before. If I had the text, nobody's back there. I'm just going to read you this, okay? Joel, book of Joel, 228. This is what Peter begins to, to prophesy, or not prophesy, he's saying, our brother Joel prophesied this. Chapter 2, 28 and 29, book of Joel. And afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. We all know this scripture, right? It's a good messianic song about it. Pour out my Spirit on all of mankind. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. I will pour out my Spirit in those days. And so, do you have it, Darren? Joel 2, 28. Okay, so, and afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And then in verse 30, he goes on to say, I will show wonders in the heavens. Okay, even on your men and your women, my servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. And then he goes on to wonders in heaven. Have you ever read Peter's prophecy? Have you ever read Peter's quotation of it carefully in Acts 2? Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, Peter speaking to Israel, Ah, it's all right. Uh, what's it called? 
ProPresenter has scriptures in there, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. You with me? It ends Joel 29, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and so on. Here's Peter's. 2.17, if you could, if you have your Bible, you could actually look at it. Acts 2.17, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Sounds familiar, right? It's the exact thing. And then he adds this. And they will prophesy. It's not in the Joel text. And they will prophesy. The Spirit being poured out on all mankind, men, women, servants, and they will prophesy. I love that, Peter. Good job, Kepha. You're the rock. What's happening? Moses' wish has come true. It is realized in Yeshua. Peter sees it. Peter adds to the text, Moses, what you wanted, if only God would pour out his spirit on everyone and they would prophesy. And he says, and they will prophesy. And Peter sees it happen right here because what's happening? The new covenant is being poured out on Israel. Jeremiah 31, I will put it inside your heart. Ezekiel 36, 25, my favorite new, new covenant scriptures. He says, I will give you a, a new heart. Where is it? A new heart also will I give you. Ezekiel 36, 26, I'll give you a new spirit I will put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Peter, the rock, sees it. Moses being realized in Yeshua. Friends, brothers, he says, this is Joel. You are the ones. They will prophesy. It's in Yeshua. By the Ruach. By the authority. And it's Peter's conclusion in sharing this message with his audience. We see Peter saying, Repent and be immersed, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord God will call. Awesome, man. What I wouldn't have given to have been there. What I wouldn't have given to feel what Peter felt that day. To know the Moses story. To have walked with Yeshua. To to have experienced this and now see it for the world coming to pass. It is argued that Luke is writing is a Gentile writing to Gentiles. Luke may be a Gentile, I don't know. There's theories that he was a convert and came from North Africa and all kinds of stuff. I don't know, it doesn't matter. 
but the fact that he's writing to Gentiles, uh, well, maybe, but let me say without a doubt, somebody should let Luke know that he's too Jewish. He's too Jewish. Moses, connection between first and second redeemer. Redemption, new covenant, Torah, Shavuot, law and hearts. This is not a Christian book. He has gone to great lengths here to make these connections. To put it in Jewish context, connecting it to Moshe, that the second, opera, uh, second redeemer is operating with the authority of the first and then some, baby. In a big way. That the new covenant is coming to pass by the Spirit as prophesied by the prophets of Israel, and that by the Spirit, the word shall go forth from Zion. The Ruach HaKodesh, meet the power. Everybody met the power that day. And we should still be meeting the power on a regular basis. But here's the problem. The Spirit, as I said, has been present and, and used at the beginning of many things. And the Spirit has been given with a purpose. Yeshua is very clear in the book of John to talk to us about that. Peter knew what was happening. Peter knew that the new covenant was being realized, that the Spirit was going to be influential in that. In, 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 invaluable, instrumental, important. Every I word that means big. But the Spirit today, through a number of really weird and crazy manipulations of things, I'm afraid has lost some of its initial purpose and power. It hasn't, but the way that we connect to it. The way that we utilize the power. What we understand the power of the Spirit for. How we're using it. And I, at some point, do want to, I, I do want to talk about that, not today. But what I know is that the Spirit of God, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, changed all of those lives that day. It marked them with a seal and a sign from heaven, a sign of authority, the ability to go forth and do greater things than even Yeshua, as he said, you shall do. I know that we should be doing that. I'm not exactly sure why we don't on a regular basis. I have some thoughts, but I'll keep those to myself. But what I do know is this. Shavuot came, and they were all gathered together in one place. And power from heaven changed and transformed their lives. I pray that as we move forward in studying and learning about the Spirit and learning about the book of Acts and learning about the power that we are given, we too will be continually transformed. I want next week to look at this question. Shavuot, I don't want to, I don't want to, I can't leave the Messianic Jewish rabbi's playground right away. I got to come back to why this is cool that this is on Shavuot. There are a number of amazing connectors about 
God choosing Shavuot for the Ruach HaKodesh. So next week I want to look at those just a little bit. And we will, until then, pray that the Spirit will move powerfully in each and every one of our lives. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.